wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing too crazy this time in C group. Like, I'm trying to remember, and that's a problem. I don't remember what we talked about. What's the difference between C group and the the church with the white folks? Um, C group. <laughs> C group is just um like a connection group. We get together every every Tuesday, and we just talk about like things we need to work on, um, or the sermon that we listen to, or whatever. But it's really just like time for us to get together and um, just talk about God. And just like, kick it, really? Yeah. I feel it, I feel it, I yeah. feel it. I feel it, I'm gonna call this. Would you wanna make this a weekly thing? We really can. I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, what's a good name? Words of the Unknown? Oh, uh, no, that's a little more spiritual than intended. Oh! Lost souls looking for the word. That's what I'm saying. Lost word. Ah, you know we'll figure some other shit out. Lost souls looking for the word is tough. Uh-huh. Finding the word. Okay, finding the word. Finding the word. Welcome to finding the word. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, hard. yeah, that's, that's tough. Hard. That's, that's hard. tough. That's tough. That's What's hard. up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei. Okay, you know what? No, let me not. That's the diff. That's that's the wrong intro. <clears throat> this is a new segment we're gonna call. Say it. Oh, I just tweaked. I don't remember. <laughs> finding the word, man. Finding oh, God. Word. Oh, God. Oh, uh, finding the word, man. Oh, God. This is a little uh, subsection of the dojo where I'm out here talking with my boy. JRK. He's calling me Jalil, though. That's, that's me. Man, man, man. The word, the... What, 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 what should people call you? What should be um, the finder? What, what do you call someone that makes other people follow? Disciple. Ah, the disciple. Disciple. God's gonna beat your ass, but uh, <laughs> we don't believe that. That <laughs> disciple, man. Oh God, on oh, God. But no, we started this. Um, this is a little part that we're gonna like start doing because of he got really into religion, and I'm very intrigued in religion, and I like to ask questions. So yeah, he goes to church and he tells you what happens at church. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna try to get some great answers, man. Uh, no promises, bro. Like I'm not no pastor. I just I try my best to be a great Christian. So, yeah. Because I here come out here to chat. Just, yeah. just... Don't don't think I'm gonna give you the answers that you're looking for, man. If you want those answers, I'm gonna plug Salt in Salt Salt Company every Thursday at eight o'clock, man. Vertical Church. If you want some answers, you better pull up there. Honestly, bro, Tony needs to start paying me the way I'm out here putting on. <laughs> and you, the way you be out here putting on for no hey, reason. I might as well be on salt staff, huh? Damn, you're a poster <laughs> child. Oh, my God. But, yeah, my boy, what's what happened in church this week? I couldn't attend because I was, you know, doing some podcast stuff. But no jokes. <laughs> Most um, definitely. <laughs> so there was two questions he started off with this time. It was, is God good? Why is there so much suffering? Or if God is good, why is there so much suffering in this world? And then it was, how do we hold on to hope in the midst of pain? Those were the two questions he started off with. Mm. Say the first question again. Is God good? If, if God is good, why is there so much suffering in this world? That is a very interesting question. Always. I, I feel like that's a, one of those things of the, is God is real? Yeah. Da, 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 da. And, huh, huh. Honestly, honestly, I feel like we've put too many human features on God. And that's the problem. We're thinking that our word should be his word. Yeah. And our world, the world, the things that matter to us should matter to God. Yeah. But the thing is, it's kind of like looking at a 4D being and then trying to make a 3D being understand what the 4B, 4D uh, being is actually thinking about and wants to do with his own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? 
No, I agree. Like, we're not God. And if, like, we thought the same way as God, he wouldn't need to be here. And people need to, like, realize that, like, he is the highest authority. He rules everything. Like, he runs everything. Like, there is nothing without him. And we need to stop trying to make our own way, pave our own path, because, like, that's not going to work. Mm. Like, he has it set up for us already, and we just need to allow him to, to take control and, like, just listen to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not perfect, so, like, that's hard for me to do. Like, sometimes I think I could take it in my own hands, but, like, I'm not that important to do that. Like, okay. And okay. God is, and I just need to allow him to do what he does best. I feel it. Honestly, honestly, um, to play kind of devil's advocate, I feel like, one of the one of the things that they said in the Bible is um, actually it wasn't even a Bible. I think it was a theorist. I think something like that. But he was talking about something like it went like this. <clears throat> I should not follow a God that's not good, that allows unnecessary suffering, and the God that allows unnecessary suffering is not a God I should follow. Yeah. I.e., if he's just making things happen just to happen, that seems kind of vindictive and what's what's another good word um uh, egomaniacal in a sense okay in in the sense that like this could all just be like a game to god and he's just like you know living out of you know having fun because if he was by himself for so long before he even made humans to interact with but that's in of itself i feel like that was that's always like a weird thing because why would god need companionship he doesn't need us. That's the thing. Like, we don't need to be here. Mm. And that's something that's still crazy to me. Like, because I ask that question sometimes, too. Like, if he doesn't need us or, like, he is God, then what was the point of creating us? And it was just because, like, he's so loving. And, like, what you were talking about, like, unnecessary pain on all that. Like, he's writing a story for us in his life or in our life. Like, he's writing a story. So, like, everything we go through, every happy moment, every sad moment, all the pain we go through... It matters in our life because it builds character. It builds who you are. Like, something I relate to this is, like, you know how J. Cole said, um, it's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the beauty in the struggle is, like, going through those pain and that hardship because if you just get to the, the destination right away, you're not going to care about the worthless. destination. Exactly. You're yeah. not going to be grateful for everything you have. You but didn't like, know about losing the final game exactly. series. Exactly. Shit, so, yeah. like, when you have that pain or you have that loss, it makes you accept every moment that, like, is good a lot more. Like, mm. I don't know how else to relate it, but, like, yeah, like, okay, shoot. Who played GTA, bro? You get shark <laughs> cards, you just got $35 million, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it means nothing because in the game is born, you have everything you want. It's like, what was the purpose of all of this? Mm, the hero struggle is exactly. not there. But yeah. then you go through all the missions, all the trials and tribulations. You lose a couple times. That $35 million mean a lot more to you. It's like, okay, yeah, it. you grinded it. It, was, it mm. meant way more to you. And that's how I look at it with God. Like, yeah, I go through depression phases or sad moments in my life, and I'm wondering, like, where is God at? He's there the whole time. And I just got to understand that and, like, He's so loving that, like, when you're going through that, that's 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 why he makes you go through that, so you can run to him and, like, be be with him. And, like, Tony was talking about something, and just being in the presence of God is way better than ever being, having a comfortable life. So, like, going through that pain and running to him is way better than just living a scotch-free life. Like, you just chilling all the time. You don't got to worry about nothing because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that makes me think of um, how people say that they hate work, they don't want to go to work, yada, yada, yada. But then if you ask them, what would you be doing if there wasn't work? It's like, well, what would you be doing if there wasn't work? You'd just be hanging out all the time. Exactly. And, 
as a person, you can't really just hang out forever yeah. because then hanging out is it loses all meaning. Kind of like if you're always happy, that means you're just exactly not actually happy because you have nothing to compare it with. Yeah. Have you watched uh, The Good Place? I have not. Okay, so it's uh, you know what? Spoiler alert. It don't really matter. Um, <laughs> it's been out for like forty four years. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> so you haven't seen it yet. It's your it's, fault. It's, like, yeah, it's yeah. you and God, bro. But um, it's <laughs> crazy. So it's it's about a it's about a four people. They go to the afterlife. They think they're in heaven, and but the thing is, they were terrible all through their life. So they're like, why am I here? I shouldn't be in heaven. I know that I'm a bad person, right? Yeah. So bad things starts happening. Oh my God, what's going on? I think I'm the problem. But then as the story keeps going on, they ends up being that they're in hell. Uh, and all like the bad things is because it is hell. It's a different type of torture. It's yeah. not like the the normal cut off all your fingers and then it grows back, cut it off, da, 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 those type of like physical pain type things. Mm-hmm. It's more of the mental, emotional things like that, right? And then as the story goes on, they're like, okay, they finally get to heaven because they finally do all these good things, trying to fix a lot of people, yada, yada, yada. So as as they go into heaven, they realize that heaven isn't really heaven because of it's just eternal happiness but like Mm -hmm. eternal happiness like i was saying before it means nothing if there's no actual trials and tribulations that's why all stories seem to like they're every story is kind of like the same because of all stories needs um a high point a conflict and a resolution without the conflict there's no resolution that means there's no story if your character if all if everything that's happening to your character that you're writing Everything's only good, always. They're always winning. They're always blowing people out the water every single time. It's just, it doesn't work. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of this. Because, like, yeah, when we, as Christians, we believe that when we, when we die, like, if you're a true Christian, you go to heaven, and that's eternal life. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We don't understand that concept, like, eternal. Like, we're there forever. And, like, I don't know. I feel like the the joy and happiness there will like last forever, just because like we're in the presence of God and like this small dot that we've been on this planet for, no matter how long you've been here for, like, bro, it sucks here. Like, it's, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it's terrible. Like, I was talking to to Bunsen David a couple of days ago on Thursday. I was like, no crazy, nothing crazy. I'm like, bro, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, not that I'm trying to you know do anything like that, but like, bro, I don't want to be here no more. Like. Why would I want to be here if there's such if there's a place for me that's filled with joy all the time? I don't ever have to go through any any hard moments, no pain or nothing like that again. And what I was told is God has a God has a what is it? A purpose for you and there's meaning, there's more meaning to your life. And if he wanted you home, he'd bring you home. Like when God calls, you're going to answer. So it was just like I got more to live for. My job here is not done, and he has me here for a reason. And once I'm doing, once I do that, and I'm done with that, then I can go home. Like I, I still have people to reach, people to touch, and like, I don't know. Like once you get to heaven, I feel like all those moments that you've had here, all the pain that you went through, it, it means a lot more. So when you go there, like you have so much to be happy for, and like when you get, like I said, all, when you get all those grateful moments, like you're just there, just admiring it and so happy for it. So I don't know if it's one of those things like where you're joyful all the time, then, like, joy really doesn't mean anything. I feel like it'll mean so much more because you're there with people you haven't seen in a while, like lost relatives and all that, and you're in the presence of God mm-hmm. for eternity. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means way more than being absent from God and not ever reaching God when you're in hell. Because, like, that to me is scary. Like, you're away from the presence of God for eternity. Mm-hmm. 
I'd rather be joyful and see if that joy ever runs out there than even think about going to hell. Like, of course, of course. Yeah, but I don't know. That's that's a concept that I've been thinking about too. Like, if you're happy all the time, does it really mean anything? Then? Mm. But I don't know. I feel like in heaven, like, there's so much to be grateful for and happy for. Like, I don't know. Um, one of the ideas that I've been thinking about for a while, uh, when people try to use their like human brain to rationalize God is you're objectively going to do a bad job because of you don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. To the point of, <clears throat> for a human to think of the eternal, you objectively cannot do it. Because exactly. of if you try and think, think of yourself, well, think of the planet before you. Yeah. That doesn't really make sense because mm -hmm. you can't think of what was happening before you yeah. to like an accurate degree as if you were here understanding what's going on here for yeah. you to explain it, right? So when it does trying to grasp something like the eternal, I feel like we're looking at it from a wrong place. Every time. Because of, it could be, you could just have a different type of story arc yeah. that comes when you are in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, just a little, little thought that thought I've been having. Um, on, the, on the other part about you saying I'd rather um, see if this heaven would run out than go be forever away from God. Yeah. I totally understand that because I've never for Satanists. This 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 is where I was this is where I'm yeah. this is where I'm trying to head towards. I don't understand them because like I can't judge them but I don't understand it. If you're act if you're actively aware and you believe that this exists, so you're choosing this aspect instead of this aspect. When it's an objective good, when it's affection, when it's an objective good versus evil type of thing, and you're objectively choosing evil, I don't get it. It's it's weird. Huh? I mean, but think I guess <laughs> to play devil's advocate, no pun intended. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> like they could say the same about Christians. Like, why do you want to be happy? Why do you want to be joyful all the time? Like, I don't know why they do it. I really don't get it, and like I I have no room to judge them because like. Quick, quick. Life, do like, you think it's crazy? Do you think Christians are picking the easy way out by choosing God? I think they're choosing the best possible life ever. Okay. I don't think there's no such thing as easy way out because Jesus, Jesus told us, or God told us that like being with Him is not going to be easy, like ever. Like, mm -hmm. bro, this is a God who was put on a cross and sacrificed mm -hmm. for us. That should show you right there that this is never going to be easy. Like, if our own God suffered, we're going to suffer too. And I don't think it's, bro, this is not easy at all. Like, I'm just going to be open and honest for a second. Like, being, being, being vulnerable with y'all. Bro, being a Christian is hard. Like, because before I found God, before I was saved, I'm talking about drinking every weekend, smoking almost every other day, partying, doing a whole bunch of useless things, bro. Like, that's not going to get me nowhere uh, to God. A bunch of jokes. A bunch of jokes. <laughs> a whole bunch of jokes, right? And now that I'm saved, I got to look at all those jokes and be like, I can't do that no more. And it might sound, he's like, oh, just stop doing it. Bro, it's not that why, easy. First of all, why would I stop exactly. doing Exactly. How would I stop exactly, doing it? Exactly, because it's like, bro, it's so fun. Like, I'm having so much fun. But, like, truth is, I'm looking for... I'm looking for the next thing to do that's going to make me happier. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Like, you're going to keep chasing that, and you're going to get to a point where, like, bro, this is terrible. And, like, it's hard because, like, it's so much fun, and, like, we're in college, too. Like, being a Christian in college is hard. All the temptations you got to face, all the no's you have to say, bro, it's not easy. Like, this is definitely not the easy road, like, at all. Like, by any means, I don't care what anybody says. This is not easy. But it's worth it. 
Because mm. when you when you do mess up and when you do get convicted, God help me. Run to God right away. And that's what I found to be easy, but like it still is not like it hasn't fixed everything. You know, because like you're like we're we're Christians, like we're humans first. We're gonna sin regardless. Mm -hmm. But the hardest battle is okay, what would God want me to do in this situation? Like, how can I honor God in everything that I do? Mm. And, bro, that's not easy. Like, not at all. I feel it. Honestly, one of the funniest things about going here is you see all the people that, like, claim to have this type of moral superiority yeah. to them because they're a quote-unquote Christian, they love God, yada, yada, yada. But then you turn around and you see some of the actions that they are... Um, pretending that they are doing in their own lives and it's like the dichotomy of it is wild yeah. and for them to not even like notice that what the hypocritical aspects of what's going on it's kind of it's always so wild to me no yeah i took a moment to reflect like last week like after i came back from spring break and all that like i was just open i was like bro i suck like i'm not perfect and that was like you one suck. of the I do. Like, <laughs> hey, we all do. That's the problem. But I'm going to sit here and admit it, like, bro, I suck. And sometimes I be needing help. And I'm not the bad guy for admitting that. And what I've learned through Christianity and my walk with God, like the C group that I have, like, bro, if it wasn't for God, I promise you I would never hang out with any of those guys. Like, it just wouldn't make sense in any world. Like, I'm seeing them walking in the hallways. I'm looking at them. I wouldn't even say what's up. But, like, because of God and because our, our what is what is the word? Um, our love for God together, it brought us together. And, like, bro, <laughs> like I'm, I'm super Out, appreciative for them guys, bro. Outside the context of going to church, yeah. it's not that they're lame, but, like... It just wouldn't make sense, it, like... Yeah, it wouldn't, yeah, it doesn't really work outside of the context it of... It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And, like, yeah, bro, yeah. these are, like my greatest group of like friends and guys are like bro i messed up can y'all pray for me and like they'll do it just like that of course of course and it's just it's beautiful bro like because yeah i forgot what i was finna say but yeah bro it's it's beautiful mm. holding you accountable making sure you're good praying for you like looking out for you like bro it wouldn't happen in any other context of life huh the ability to pray for you I'm gonna pray for you. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm super open about my, my religion and my walk with Christ. And not everybody is, and that's okay, but like, one thing you don't know about me is I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like, I, I do suck, and I do have my flaws, but everyone does. No one's perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need God. And that's something like, that I've grown to accept. Like, yeah, I mess up. I'm not supposed to, but like, who are you to judge me? Mm. Oh, of course. When of you're course. just as bad. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'm going to pray for you. I don't know. That's, huh. I don't know why that's, that seems, that's interesting. That's, that's very interesting. It's beautiful. That's what it is. Wow. <sighs> Just imagine. I think, it, I think it's like, it's like pulling at the idea that I was having before about taking the easy way out. Yeah. In the sense of like, you can do something, but just have it like, you can just pray it away or like, you can just confess it. To the what's, what's the little mother? What are they? What are they named? Pastors. Yeah. Yeah. You just confess your sins to the pastors, and then they don't exist, and just things like that that just wipe away the quote unquote sins that you're committing in this world. Right? It's grace though, and that's a gift from God that like we can't earn, and we super cannot lose it because like we didn't earn it in the first place. Yeah. So it's just like, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. 
because um, he knows your heart. He knows your true intentions more mm-hmm. than anybody ever will. So, like, he knows if you were doing something and you knew. Because that's the thing as Christians, like, the more knowledge you have, it's it's good, but it's also bad, too. Because when you do mess up, you knew that you messed up. And God's going to uppercut you. And that's what I was talking about after spring break. Like, I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing anything that I did. And God let me know. He's like, yeah, you knew you weren't supposed to do that. So I'm going to make sure you understand why you're not supposed to do that. And I was convicted. And, like, bro, I'm in church. Eyes teary. I'm sick. Like, dang, I really messed up. Mm. But, like, that's also grace because, like, God gives you the opportunity to run to him and ask for forgiveness and still be in the presence of him. And to me, that's that's beautiful. Like, people praying for you, like, it's just, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, it's amazing. Mm. Okay, okay. You know what? We will. We we're, we're gonna we're gonna come back to come back to this. But um, what was the second thing? What's the second question that he asked right away? He asked, um, "Let me see. How do we hold on to hope in the midst of pain?" Honestly, honestly, I feel like you don't. That's not that's not your role to do. We never do. Yeah, <laughs> a to, lot of a lot of us never do. Yeah, to hold on to hope because especially I feel like in the Christian aspect, hope is supposed to be God. Yeah. That is where it's supposed to come from. So you holding on to the hope, not that is this not is disingenuous because of everybody wants to have hope. That's yeah. that's the point of yeah. like living, but um, in the aspect of because in this context, I was talking about like. God gave Joseph a promise, right? Mm-hmm. And all these bad things were happening to Joseph. What's the background? Um, Is was, he the... He was sold into slavery by his, oh, own okay. brother, by his own brother. Yeah. Why? Which is crazy, yeah. And it's like, he gave Joseph a promise. Oh, the sweatshirt, right? The Joseph, colorful... Nah, Joseph was the one that... um. Remember the Pharaoh's wife tried to make a move on him? He ran out. That's Joseph. Okay. So so not the colorful sweater with the brothers that let them out. Left him out. The 11 brothers? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's him? Yeah, that's oh, okay. Him. All right. So, like, Joseph. Lit dude. He's a lit, he's a lit guy. Joseph, like, went through all these bad things, but, like, he, he had a promise from God, and, like, that's what, he, that's what he clung on to. But it's, like, in other situations, like, life, like, how do you cling on to hope and, like, why you're going through pain and suffering? Because, like, bro, that's something that's, that I still struggle with, like. Mm-hmm. Why are all these bad things happening? And, like, it's, it's Ex- not... Yeah. Accepting that the bad things are all part of it is such a hard so concept hard, to really internalize and just take it with you because of yeah. why are these hard things happening to out of everybody but me? Yeah. And if, it tends to feel very personal, in a sense. It when, does. When, yeah, when it's like every single aspect of your life is just falling apart over... Just little aspects that really shouldn't be doing all this damage to my mental and my whole life, but it really doing all this damage so to my mental. Your story. That's all yeah, it is. most definitely, most definitely. What else happened in the in the story of uh, Joseph? Joseph, um, yeah. if you have a quick rundown, I'm trying to remember. Um, so yeah, he went to he was sold into slavery mm-hmm. as a kid by his own brother, which was crazy, ridiculous. How would you feel? I'd be sick. <laughs> I'd be sick. Luckily, I don't got no, I don't got no older brothers. I got older cousins, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, I couldn't imagine looking at my little brother and being like, "Yeah, bro, uh, I'm just, selling you into slavery." I'm, I'm so, <laughs> wasn't it, it out of like hatred? Like there would just be some haters. It was because like money. they lo- they loved him money. the most. Yeah, it was for money. It was um twenty five something to silver. 
Like, bro, I couldn't imagine selling my brother into slavery for some money, bro. I couldn't. <laughs> like, nah. Because it was, it was either do that or kill him. And, like, you can't kill him because he, he's it's worthless at that point. You don't get no money for it. So it's yeah. like, sell him into slavery. So then he did that. He was, I think, the Pharaoh's family. They they picked him up. And then he was in a room with the... He was in the room, and then the Pharaoh's wife walked in. No clothes on, trying to make a move on him. He ran out because he was like, nah, that's not what God has for me. He ran out. He's a better man than a lot yeah, of y'all. A better man than a lot of us. Um, then then the Pharaoh's wife says, oh, he, he touched me, made a move on me. He, I'm not going to use that word. It's yeah, like, yeah. a crazy word to say out loud, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So then they find him, they throw him in jail. And he's just in jail, like, what's going on? Why is this happening type of thing? Like, we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just remembered God's promise. And, like, God was there with him in jail. He was there with him when he was slow into slavery. Like, it was all a part of his story, just to, like, run to God and, like, be in the presence of mm-hmm. God. Because, like, that's super powerful. I feel like a big part of this um, story has to do with, like, forgiveness. Being able to forgive all these hardships that's happening. I didn't even think about that. Because that wasn't touched on that I remember when Tony was talking. But, yeah. Yeah. Because it's um, crazy. Honestly, I feel like the best way to have hope is if you forgive. Yeah. If you forgive all these bad things from happening from the from the sense that like it's not that it's not it's not that it's acceptance, but it's you're overcoming the hardship when you forgive the injustice that's been done to you. Yeah. And I'm not taking saying that in the sense like you should just be accepting random bad shit all the time, just just being against your life, da 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 all that. But it's more in the sense that holding on to it will never do you the justice that it will by letting go. You can forgive, but you don't need to forget type of thing. I love forgiveness. That, that's my favorite thing to talk about, bro. <laughs> also. Um, how much time we got? We got a lot of time or no? I'll be here. All right, so let me just give y'all a rundown. So I'm at the Salt Retreat, right? This is October, so I'm, I'm fresh into my, my walk with God. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about super fresh, like. The month before is when I started, you know. So I'm at the retreat. We have a pastor named Troy. He's talking about, like, pretty much like the whole retreat. He's talking about this goal or this this overarching theme of forgiveness, um, honoring your parents, your loved ones, and like, yeah, bad things happen, but you gotta forgive. And who are you to judge anybody or anything when you do bad things too? So you gotta ask for forgiveness for yourself and for other people, right? So I'm sitting here listening, bro, and, like, one of the, the biggest things in my life was, like, I didn't grow up with my biological father. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, why does everyone else have a dad? Why is everyone else playing catch with their dad? And, like, I don't got one. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm taking this out of my mom, my, my stepdad at the time, um, my stepbrother. Like, I'm just angry at the world, and I'm trying to figure out why. So then I sat there and I'm listening to the service, and it just hit me, like, Oh, and my, my, my uncle, um, one of the biggest influences in my life. And, like, we just fell off. And, like, he was one of my, like, my first father figures. And, like, I haven't, I didn't talk to him for a while. Like, didn't come to my graduation. Like, just, like, Jeez. he wasn't, he wasn't there. Like, and I'm like, why? After the promises you made me, too. Like, why wasn't you there? And it was over some petty stuff. And we fixed it now, but. so Then just, you didn't have the forgiveness. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> have the forgiveness then. But then uh, after this, like, I'm telling you. God, the whole time is, call your uncle, call your dad, call him up, call him up. And that's all I'm hearing in my head. So service is over. We have, it was like a little section in our, in our plan that like we have like our own time with God. So I just pray 
for like 30 minutes, forgiving both of them. And then um, out of the blue, like they both called me out of the blue, like after I'm back from the retreat. And I'm just looking at my home like, wow, this is weird. So I talked to my uncle for like an hour and like we just talk, catch up and everything's good. And like, I just let him know like, hey, I forgive you for everything. Like, I miss you, man. Like, I just hope we could catch up and like everything. Did he, um, did he feel like, what do you mean by the... When I told him I forgave him? Yeah. Like, he was like, he, he was blindsided. Like, I didn't even know it was that deep. Mm-hmm. And like, it affected you that much. And then when my dad called me, I was looking at the phone. I'm like, I'm not answering this. You're biological? Yeah, oh, I'm not okay. answering this. So I called my mom and my stepdad. I'm like what's going on, like, what do I do? And they're like, you can't say you forgive somebody, and then when it's time to actually, like, see them and talk to them, you run away. Like, that's not what God has for you. He's testing you right now. What are you going to do with that test? So then I call him back. I'm like, my father, Mr. Call, um, what are you doing this week? We got dinner, and, like, I told him in person, like, I was able to actually talk to him. And, bro, that was the biggest thing, like, that I've done for myself. I mean, it wasn't even that I did it. It was God that did it, but it was just like, bro, all that baggage, all that that pain, and why am I so mad all the time? Why am I so angry about things? Went out the window, and like mm-hmm. I didn't have that grudge no more. Cause when you hold on to it, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Of course. And once you let go of it, bro, I just had so much joy, and like I just felt relieved. Like I no longer have to be mad about that, or like ask questions on why this happened to me. Like I was able to just forgive, and like I'm not gonna forget it. Like that's part of who I am, and like that I was talking the purpose, yeah. literally. I was talking to the pastor about. It. He was like, "You're a strong guy. Like, look at where you are right now. Look at what you're doing. Like, God had you go through this so you can run to Him and thank Him for it." And I'm like, I didn't even realize it at the time, but I'm like, it's crazy how like it works. And like, bro, forgiveness is just something that it's hard to do. And like, once I actually did it, bro, I was like, wow. I I don't even feel like the pain from it no more. Like, it literally feels like you gotta. 100 pound vest on you just took it off it's like bro one of the greatest feelings and i can't even lie mm-hmm. yeah honestly for a lot of people um it's the little things like that and actually coming to terms with it because i feel like a lot of people will try to do this thing where they like push it down deep deep into themselves but never actually addressing anything that ever actually happens to them yeah until one day when they just blow up when they just blow up at people and start doing like this passive aggressive things to people left and right and they don't really understand why why it's happening exactly and why they're just consistently consistently just pushing people away especially <laughs> when it's like things that like bro what are you doing bro this little thing meant all this to you because you didn't want to speak yeah. And now you're blaming them for not understanding how you feel because you did not express how you felt. Yeah. And it's just a cycle that just continues to happen. So when there's like people sends like little petty me- but people text like for example like if someone says uh want to hang out and they're like sure they'll go and take that and run with run it. With just it. run. All it was was like yeah. Yeah, man, come on, pull, pull up. No, that, happened, <laughs> that happened to me recently too. Um like, the wondering, like, why I'm always, like, upset and, like, why I got to, you know, be the big guy all the time. Mm-hmm. You see that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandma called me. She was like, um, I just want to ask you to forgive me. And I'm completely blue. Like, what did you do? And then, so when I was younger, like, three or four, mm-hmm. I used to, because I was bigger than my cousins, I used to, like, fight them and, like, was always mad. And, like, it was her antagonizing it. And I didn't even peep it at the time, like. She's the reason why we're boxing, why we're fighting, and then she's like, you're bigger than him. You shouldn't lose ever. So now, so now I can't lose. I'm sorry. So now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm 17, 18 years old, 
I gotta be the big guy all the time. I gotta be aggressive. I gotta be dominant all the time. Mm-hmm. And then now, fast forward, I'm in college. I go with my friends. I'm not letting nothing happen to them. Why? Because I'm the big guy. Like I'm not supposed to let nothing happen. Like I'm too big to be seen as soft, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it at the time. I'm just thinking I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be protective. Like these mm-hmm. are my friends and my family. No, it's because you traumatized me at such a young age that you messed my head up and I had to be the aggressor all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, everything's bro, a little battle every I am a, time. I am a jolly giant, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm a teddy bear. Once you, like, I might look mean, I might look aggressive, bro. It's just because I'm big. I'm not even going to lie. Because you look at me in person, you actually get to know me. It's your racist prejudice, bro. Literally. I'm sorry, like, bro. I'm a cool person. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm enjoyable to be around, but like... Mm-hmm. That was happening. I'm wondering why. And then once she, for, once I forgave her for that, like once I actually reflected, I haven't done it since. Like, you mean to tell me you want to be mad and be aggressive right now in front of everybody? You ha- you can have it. <laughs> you got it, bro. Like I'm not finna argue with yeah. you. I used to want to argue with yeah. you about it, and once I had one, one had to Fun beat to you act about a it. fool yeah. in front of all these people yeah, for like, what? Like you got it, bro. You could, <laughs> you could be the donkey of the day. I promise you, it won't be me. So yeah, nah. Like forgiveness is crazy. Like, literally, it's it feels it feels like God just picking everything up off your back and like I got it now. Mm-hmm. Let me hold on to it. You're good. Go walk. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. Like when she when she when she asked me for forgiveness, I'm sitting here looking like, what did you do that like you really had to call me on a Sunday morning this early for? I wonder what triggered that. God, uh, conviction. Uh, fair enough. Conviction. Fair enough. That's all it was. But yes, back to the story. Back to the the what's his name? Joseph? Yeah. Yeah, it's Joseph. A lot there. <laughs> trying to be like him for There's a thing about being in prison. You know, let me rephrase that, because that sounds like I've been to prison. I haven't done <laughs> none of that. But um <laughs> being in a confined space like that, where there's like no next, because I think that's that's the thing that the average person doesn't really realize when they're talking about like um prison reform and things like that like oh inmates should have life sentences they should be staying da, da, da. the food should be bad they should be made to work all day they shouldn't be getting any rest periods sounds like slavery to me honestly honestly if you look inside there it's exactly what it is eh? mm, mm. slavery is illegal everywhere but prisons but literally beyond the point that's that's that was the I point of prisons prisons in america like that's Everywhere else is rehab, <laughs> and they're rehabilitating their life. But here, nah, it's slavery still. Bro, it's, oh my God, bro. Here, it seems like they're trying to get back at you. Literally. Uh, mm. That's what they're doing, though. Because what? They couldn't have mm. us as slaves legally anymore. So what they do, build prisons in predominantly black areas. Mm-hmm. Send them there. Higher sentences. Now they got slavery again. Hey. It's crazy. Like, Work, working for literal pennies on the dollar to make these little, you know what? But you can't tell that to anybody here, and they'll try to... But they did something bad. Yeah. They, like, smoked a bit, bro. Mm, our kids. It's kind of hard not to be a product of your environment. <laughs> yeah. product of your environment. So, I don't know. On oh, God, on oh, God. But beyond the point, beyond the point, um, people really need to recognize how, like, mentally exhausting being in prison really is. Oh, yeah. Because sure. of one thing that I was always thinking about. It was after I watched uh, Shawshank Redemption. And then mm-hmm. that movie's tough. Because of, like, that's literally the only movie that shows prisoners in the light that's not, they're bad people. Mm-hmm. It's the only movie that actually shows them as they are, just people. Because I think it came out the same, like, era as, like, Cops. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, remember Cops? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
oh my god, I hated that. Oh my, glorifying the glorifying cops and all their work and stuff like that. Which shouts out to y'all, but mm, mm, yeah. Ah, look at me rambling. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Back to the point I was trying to get at. Oh yes, being in a state like in prison where the next step is you're here. That's all you're going to do now. Yeah. It takes such a toll on your mental that people really need to understand that when they are pushing for these, um, when they're pushing to not see them as humans, yes, they are. They're regular people like you and me. But you trying to, but you trying to put them in this hole and keep them there is what's creating all these bad things to continue happening and cycle throughout no, history. Not obsession. Yeah, that's that's what the oh, that's what Joseph's things remind me of, and having the hope that you will like get out of that, especially when you're giving. Oh my God, pray for those that have life sentences that don't deserve life sentences. But yeah, nah. Oh God, oh God. Because like. Fun fact, I work in a jail. I'm a correctional officer, so, like, I see it daily. He's not and 12, he's 11 and a half. I'm but... 11 and a half, yeah. Don't classify me there. I don't got a, I don't got a gun, so I'm not part of that. I'm not part of 12. Um, no, it, it's exhausting, really. Like, for real. Like, even working there, like, I'm seeing all these people in here. The worst part is seeing people in there that are younger than me. Like, I'm only 20 years old, so you're yeah. 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. In there, seventeen. I'm looking. Trying as adults, literally. I'm looking at you like, bro. You are my little brother's age, bro. It sucks because it sucks for this point right here. Okay. Could easily be me. Yeah. Like, well, we're all sinners, right? Let's get back to the Christian. Let's tie Christianity in this. We're all sinners, right? Mm -hmm. I am just as guilty as that man that I'm looking at in the cell. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just as bad as him. Only thing is, he he did a he did something that he shouldn't have done, and he got caught for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just as bad as him. I'm not saying I'm out here shooting at people or nothing, that, but a sin is a sin. If and you're a what, Christian, you are just as I'm bad just as, as that bad murder. as that murder in there. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, like, how do you cling on to to hope and to God while you're in there, knowing you're never getting out? Exactly. And yesterday it was crazy. Real quick, and um, even if you do get out, the way that it's designed is for you to is, just yeah. come right back come right in, back here. in here. But continue. Um, I'm sitting here looking at the dude. He's like, hey. I'm like, is that a Bible? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what are you reading right now? He's like, I don't even know how to get started. Read the book of Job. That was the first book I ever read. Read the book of Job. And what is, what is, what is, what, how does that relate to being in jail, right? Job lost everything. Mm-hmm. Like, had nobody. And the only thing that's in his ear is the devil telling him to lose hope. What's going on in jail when you're by yourself, isolated 24 hours a day? There's only one motherfucker that's talking to you. The devil. Bro. Lose hope. Lose hope. And, and End it's it all like, right here. Literally, why are you like? Why would you want to suffer? Because here? what else are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, bro, God's with you even at your lowest moments. And mm-hmm. when you're at rock bottom, the only place you can go is up. Mm-hmm. Pray to Him, run to Him. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard, especially in jail. I know it's hard, but like, that's what that's that's my goal in there is to just spread gospel and be like, bro, it's you're not alone. God is here with you. I know you messed up, and bro. I messed up. You did too. whatever you did. You did what you did. Let's move past that now and just try to transform our lives and like be the best person we can be in here, mm-hmm. and just see how, where that gets you. Because God's gonna bless you regardless of like what you went to jail for murder. You run to Him, you ask for forgiveness. He's gonna bless you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's just something to me that I've seen in there. Like it's sad. Like I'd be in there mentally exhausted. I'm trying to help people, talk to people, and like I'm hearing stories. I'm like, 
taking a toll on me. Oh, I couldn't yeah. imagine actually being in your shoes. Because you're damn near reliving it with them. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hearing your story. I'm like, wow. Because it's crazy. I just think about it. Bro, that could have been me. And the thing is, it's like the little things. Yeah. It's just, oh my God. Yeah. They got caught here and now they're in the eye of the police and now they, they're driving a little bit fast and now they're getting higher. Yeah, yeah, just on and on. Like, and it's just, that's the hardest thing is like, bro, that could have easily been me. That could have been one of my friends. It could have been anybody. And the thing that, that connects me with that shit to the most, because, oh, my freshman year of high school, I know my mom would be so. So, so upset with me. But there's a type of people that I should have been hanging out with. Yeah. And then I chose the others. I'll choose everybody but the motherfuckers that my mother would want me to hang out with. Yeah. And then that, I started watching the stuff that they were doing. And the thing that I didn't notice is they're from places where it's like, things are tough around there. So that's what they got to do to get by. Exactly. Or that's what they think they got to do to get by. It's factual. Factual. Because that's the only thing that they are seeing in their own it's, lives. It's hard to not be a product of your environment when you've been a product of your environment. Exactly. Like, you've seen people go down this exact path, but there's nothing for you to do to change that path. So you're going to do the same exact thing. Exactly. Exactly. If people fail to understand that, like, it's not because they're bad people. I mean, we are bad people inherently because we sin. Mm-hmm. But, like... It's not because they want to make those choices to do evil and do bad. We're not it's, evil people. It's all they know. Yeah. Like, that's all they know is, okay, I'm seeing my brother go smoke every day, go ride around with a gun, and he's living life. He's making money. Mm-hmm. Why can't I do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Then it comes, oh, I got robbed. I got to do what I got to do to get my money back. Mm-hmm. Now you're in jail. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's hard to, and it especially makes me mad when people from suburban areas or Areas that, like, they're not seeing crime at all have a voice in it. Like, bro, shut up. You have never lived this life. You've never seen, but you've never even drove in an area where it's not even a road. It's all potholes. Like, you've never been in this area, so mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Your mouth should be quiet And right the now. thing is, when they're speaking, it's making it worse. Literally. <laughs> it's literally. Exactly. Like, oh, like, my God. Like, Becky, close your mouth. You have no room to talk. Because one of the things that people don't, they're not noticing when they are speaking on something that they don't know is they're pushing this information that they don't have the full, complete context about it. Mm-hmm. So now they're missing these key details, and now it's like, oh, no, they're doing this because they're a bad person. Literally. They're doing this because they're lazy. And the media Look, takes and it runs with it. That's what gets the most clicks. That's what makes them feel good because if they want to uh, have reason for them to make it and them and the other people to not make it because, hey, I worked hard. They were lazy. I'm a good person. They're an evil person. Yeah. Just making these simple decisions that just black and white... Um, good and evil, just little back and forth type of things that reinforced these pop, these personalities of well, I'm just different from you. Cause that's you why go, this is happening. I got cousins that live in the hood. I got family members that live in the hood. You go and talk to any one of them, none of them want to be there. Like I promise you, <laughs> no one wants to be in that environment. It's all they know though. Mm-hmm. Like the only, pe- it's funny because it's actually so true. The only people that want to be in the hood Bro. or that are fascinated by the hood are the ones that never grew up in that area. And I'm they sorry to say, white people, bro, like, oh my God, I've never seen people so excited to go to North Minneapolis in my life. And it's always those that would never, ever go there, like, grow up there. Bro, bro, bro. Do you know that one gas station that's like, um, the gas station is right next to the... Um, Wally's? 
It's a convenience store, but I know yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was saying I was, uh, this one from, person from over here, and I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go hang out with my boy uh, Vic, right? They're like, oh shit, can we stop at that one uh, gas station that's always da 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 da. I'm like. First of all, what do you know about that? Like, what? Who told you about that? And why would you want to be there if you know there? this is what's going down why would here? Why would you want to be there? It, it confuses <laughs> me because it's always the ones that have never grew up in that area that are so fascinated by it. And it's like, you talk to anyone that actually grew up in that environment, no one wants to be there. That's why people go to the suburbs or go to private schools or that's, go far away. That's why motherfuckers get rich and leave. Leave. Like, I'll never... I'll never Bash somebody uh, for leaving the hood, bro. Because why would you want to be there? It's not safe. <laughs> the fact that hoods exist is an injustice. Literally. Oh my god. Oh. <sighs> yeah, nah. It's it's a crazy. It's a crazy one. And then, um, that's why one of the things that I always I always talk talk about is I feel like Christianity, especially this new age Christianity. Actually, it's not even new age. It's the Christianity that's been forever. But um, it's not for the heartbroken. It's not for those that's that's have all these hardships. It's for rich folks. Who told to, you that? Okay, let me rephrase it like this. It's not marketed for the people that actually need it. The reason why Christianity is so big is for the people that do not need it. It's for the people that are rich, that have all these wealth and lives. Who told you that? You know what? It's what I see. Okay. That makes more sense, because if you just open your Bible real quick. Wow. Oh, th- it's for the lost. It. It's for the you just open it real quick. It's for Mary Magdalene. It's for actually, people like that. Actually, let me just tell you something real quick. It's it's for people like In that. In Genesis 37, okay. Okay. verses 5 through 8, mm-hmm. it just talks about God chooses the powerless, not the powerful. Mm-hmm. So in my eyes, he's choosing the broke dude over the rich dude. Mm-hmm. Because he connects and resonates with them more. Why? Because he's loving. Mm-hmm. You're not going to really need the love and care when you have stuff figured out. I put quotation marks around. You're not. You're never going to have it figured out. But he chooses the powerless because when you're at rock bottom, you can only go up. Mm-hmm. How do you go up from there? God, help me get up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, you look at any story, I think, in the Bible. I haven't read the whole entire Bible, but... From Job to John oh, yeah. to, yeah, yeah. to I'm Genesis. A, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. But God is helping the powerless every time. The point that I'm getting at is, but let's say you're thinking of a Christian. Yeah. What is the image of the Christian in the average person's mind? <laughs> so can we really be serious about who it's really marketed towards? Yeah, that's true. That is true. And the thing is, people don't people love to tell me it's for the poor, it's for the sick, for the people that have nothing. But then I see all these bad things that's going on that they can fix easily with how much money is getting pulled in from the from Christian uh, churches and prisoners and stuff like that, especially the Pope. But that's beyond the point. That's a different type of... of um, yeah, what's a, we'll talk about that next time. Church folk. Yeah. That's a whole different church folk. But yeah, all these injustices could actually be solved if they were actually about their... I'm actually about what God is saying. If they're actually, actually trying to put on for the poor and the sick, not to speak of people like veterans, poor black folk, fucking people in their cities, people with food deserts, all of those things could be fixed. Yeah. But no, they come on Sundays, sing, preach, preach, um, get their sins, get their sins removed, and move on with their day. 
and yeah. wait till next week to come cheer, have fun, and hang out with folks. No, but that's the thing. There's there's issues with everybody and everything. Like, of course. If we had it all figured out, but we really need God, and that's what it all ties into. Like, we that's still fair. have things we need to work on. That's fair. And it is sad because like there's people that would never hear the gospel ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, where do those people go? Like, what happens to those people? They're just gonna go burn. <laughs> and there's people that I don't know. Like, it upsets me too to see it, but it's like that's where we should step in. You know, mm. like, okay, we know these things are going on. We know people are having no water, no food. Let's go on missions to go fix that. Do missions actually do anything? I've never been on one, so I don't okay. know. Okay. I just don't if- enjoy seeing, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm going to say. I don't, I don't enjoy seeing Mount Caucasus around my, my black kids just posing pictures and really not doing nothing. Do it, do it, hugs. Yeah. Built one river, built one uh, dam. Yeah, like, you know, it upsets me, but it's like, I can't judge them. Um, <laughs> honestly, and I'm, we can go into, we can go like deep into the whole missionary thing on another episode, but I always, something I always hated about missionaries is they could do so much more. And they put the camera down. <laughs> Put the camera down, pick up their wallets, and just send money to have people actually do it yeah. and actually fix the economy in these places. Nah, yeah. But no, let me pull up, let me build the house, let me take a picture, let me give my little hugs, and let me just you know shoot some hoops in the in the yeah. fucking dirt basketball court with a with no net. Yeah. Oh. Nah, yeah, that's crazy. But I don't know. We just hope for change and we just pray that things happen. Like, like I've been telling you. Mm-hmm. Salt St. Paul is the most diverse salt, literally, out of all of them, which makes a lot of sense <laughs> now that I really think about it. But, like, <laughs> it is the most diverse one, right? And, like, that doesn't just happen overnight. Like, you got to pray for that. You got to disciple. You got to actually reach people. And, like, you have to actively try to reach people. Like, you can't just preach, oh, I want a multi, multi-ethnic church. And, like, no, you got to actually go out there and, and meet those multi-ethnic people. Exactly. Because, like, yeah, yeah. Telling you, my first time I went there, bro, I saw probably like four or five black people, mm-hmm. you know? And now I come in front row, left, center, and the right side. It's all people of color. Mm. And, like, that, from last semester to now, that doesn't just happen mm. because, oh, come to salt. No, you pray about it, you reach people, you talk to, you talk. Bro, you didn't even go last semester. <laughs> And I've seen you how many times this semester. It doesn't just happen because I just, oh, come to saw me one time. No, I'm actively pursuing and actively discipling. And like, hey, come once. If you don't like it, I understand. But then what happens? Oh, it's kind of interesting. Let me come back. And we, then you just keep coming back and coming back. That's my goal is just to get as many people there. We we could talk about the reason people go to salt another time, but all right, y'all. If y'all like this, make sure y'all give us a like. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let me say I appreciate my boy for for pulling up. This might be this is fun. I enjoy this. This will be a weekly thing for sure. Oh God, on oh, God. All right, y'all. We out you. Yes, sir. <sighs> Niggas pull up for the hoes, but I, right, bro. <laughs> hey. Whatever gets them there. <laughs> as long as you get to hear the word, that's all.